0: to know what's abnormal. This fig tree was abnormal. It had leaves so it was supposed to have figs and then it also had leaves in a time that it was not supposed to have leaves and that's abnormal. How does this relate to our healing? We have to understand what's abnormal. For, for believers, we are not supposed to be sick. We talked about that last week. I think I showed you enough scripture to show you, we are not supposed to be walking in sickness. So if there is pain, if there's, inf- well, pain, inflammation, about the same. If there is, you know, I don't know, a tick, if there's a headache, if there's whatever it is, we have to see it as abnormal. And how did Jesus respond to it? He immediately cursed it. Cursed it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to walk in victory. You got to know who you are. You got to know what God says about you. And don't you let anybody tell you otherwise. You stand on the word of God. Word of God. Word of God. We are going to be talking about how to pray for healing. How to pray for healing. Uh, Last week, we really more into the foundation week one we talked about unbelief week two there was so much we talked about in week two but the biggest thing that really stuck out to me was understanding god's will for us and understanding that it is god's will for us to be healed also understanding that we have to be violent about taking what is ours and understanding that god wants us healed is actually going to help it's going to give us that courage to go after what is ours. So this week it is so important. This is like I don't know, probably well, it's 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 up there with authority, um, which we are going to be talking about as well. But not not much today. But this is like number one, I guess, priority when it comes to how to uh, how to man how to get the manifestation of your healing. So it's how to pray. Let's start with prayer. Prayer, what is prayer? Prayer is worshiping God, learning and learning to receive is a huge part of prayer. When we pray and and we're gonna talk about, there's two sides uh, and and Jeff, me and Jeffrey talked about this earlier today. Um, A lot of times we pray, but we're not praying complete prayers. We're praying incomplete prayers. And so one of the sides of praying, so you have worshiping God, but then there's another side where you have to learn to receive and learning to receive is a huge part of praying as it pertains to healing. So we're going to look at, we, we we went here last week, but we're going to go back today. I'm going to spend a little bit more time. We're going to go to Mark 11, verse 12. We're going to look at this story of the fig tree. Okay. We're going to do Mark 11, verse 12, and it says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Okay, so Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. Now, pause right there because I actually mentioned this last week and I wasn't 100% sure about the fig tree and the seasons and all that. But I did my research. So in Israel, in Israel, fig trees, there's a particular season. And in this time, it was not seasoned for the figs, as it says. But the way that the, the fig tree works in Israel, it has if it has leaves, it also should have figs. So when Jesus saw that the tree had leaves, he was hungry. And so what did he do? Oh, there's leaves on the tree, so there has to be figs. So he goes and expects to see figs, but he does not. So verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And so, and then he goes on to say, and they came to Jerusalem. This is when Jesus went into the temple. He turned over the tables. And that was even even interesting to me as well, because, um, and he began to cast them out and sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables and the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And Jeffrey, I think that's you echoing. So if you can put some headphones in for me, babe. And so what that represents also, there's two things here. The fig tree was a hypocrite. And then what was going on in the temple was also hypocritical. And this is important. And so the first thing I want to say is that we have to know what's abnormal. This fig tree was abnormal. It had leaves. So it was supposed to have figs and then it also had leaves in a time that it was not supposed to have leaves. And that's abnormal. How does this relate to our healing? We have to understand what's abnormal. For, for believers, we are not supposed to be sick. We talked about that last week. I think I showed you enough scripture to show you we are not supposed to be walking in sickness. So if there is pain, if there is inf- well, pain, inflammation, about the same. If there is, you know, I don't know, a tick, if there's a headache, if there's whatever it is, we have to see it as abnormal. And how did Jesus respond to it? He immediately cursed it. He said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And I love how it said the disciples heard it because I think, um, and if we will look at Matthew in a minute, because this was also uh, recorded in Matthew. But in Matthew, it talks about how the disciples marveled because they heard it, and I think they didn't think that anything was going to happen. So let's skip over to uh, verse nineteen, and when G and and when even, even was come, he went out of the city so he cursed the tree and we've talked about this and and actually i think in the bible app it says on monday right so on monday he cursed the fig tree he went out that evening on tuesday verse 20 in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and peter calling to remember it said unto him master behold the fig tree which thou curses is withered away and so again, in Matthew, it says that they marvel. So when Peter is saying, Master, behold, the fig tree that thou curses has withered away. He's not like chill about it. He's like, oh, you curse this fig tree. And look what happened. He was marveled by it. Honestly, if we're like walking and, and somebody spoke to something, like, you know, you see a rose bush and somebody says, I curse you and like the next day you see it dead. It's going to make you be like, what? Oh oh my gosh, what is that representing? That's representing the power that we have in our words, and we're going to talk a lot about that. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, why is that so important as he's pertaining to the fig tree? Because he's trying to tell us that. When we are in our authority, and we know that later after Jesus died and we now have the power of the Holy Spirit, we have been given power and authority in Christ. So when we use our words to speak, we have to have faith in God, have to have faith that what we speak, we will receive. And there's other scriptures about that that we will look at as well. And verily, verse 23, and verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall say Unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Again, be removed, be cast in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, so he is emphasizing our words, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. So that's period. And as it pertains to uh, removing things from our lives, if we if we speak to it and we tell it to go, we have to have faith in God. We have to have faith in the authority that Christ has given us. Now, I want us to go over to Matthew twenty-one. I want us to see um, what I was talking about—the other, the different account from Matthew's perspective. And I thought this was really interesting. Uh, Matthew twenty-one verse. 18 Matthew 21, verse 18. So now look, look at the compare look at the difference in this. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered, and when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow from thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. Now That was interesting. I'm like, so in this account, it says, and presently the other account, it says the next day. And when I asked God, I'm like, so what, what is it that I need to pull from this? Um, And what I heard was this is the spiritual perspective. We talked about last week that in Mark, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, nothing happened in the natural. Nothing happened in the natural, not right away. It wasn't until the next day. And then it said that it had dried up at the root. So there was something going on underground that could not be seen. And in this account, it's the spiritual perspective. It said, and presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how soon is the fig tree withered away? So in the spirit, when we pray, when we speak to, I don't know, the headache, when we speak to the pain in our knee or our kidneys or liver or whatever we're dealing with, our blood pressure, whatever it is, when we speak to it, we have to know in the spirit, it is already done. Even though we don't see it in the natural, because something is happening in the spirit, That we don't see yet in the natural. And that is so good. So it takes time when you pray, it will happen immediately, but it takes time to manifest in the natural. And so some people say, well, if God wanted it, it will happen immediately. That's not biblical. That's not true. There's a lot of times where you see things happen, like something is spoken and it doesn't happen. Sometimes it takes three days. Sometimes it takes 30 days. Sometimes it takes 40. You know, there's different times. Sometimes it does happen immediately. There were times, a lot of times when Jesus was healing the sick. I I mean, I've circled over and over again and immediately and immediately and immediately. But then you look at the uh, the account that we were studying on on the on week one, where the father was saying, "Lord, I believe, help my unbelief." That situation, Jesus spoke to that devil, that spirit, and what happened? It did not immediately come out. It went into convulsions. It threw the boy on the floor. So we can't assume that. Well, because it didn't happen right away, then it must not be God's will. No, that will get you in a trap. That will mess you up. That will have you thinking that what you're saying does not have power and it's gonna what? It's gonna cause fear. It's gonna cause you to shrink back. It's gonna cause you to doubt. And we cannot doubt. We have to violently take this thing. We have to know that what the word says, back to Mark 11 and 20, uh, 20, let's see, 20... 23 where he says which he so but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says so i have to believe that what i say i'm going to have now that can be dangerous as well because that's not just as it pertains to good things that's not just as it pertains to our our healing or prosperity, it also pertains to death and life, right? And we'll look at that a little bit later. So what I want us to um, remember, we have to also remember as it pertains to healing, uh, recovery. Our bodies go through a lot. and, And so sometimes when you pray and you don't see the immediate response and you still feel the pain, Or something is not happening right away. And I've been in this situation. I remember just like, okay, God, I am speaking. I am saying, I am declaring, you know, am I going backwards? Like I questioned, uh, I questioned from time to time on this journey of really starting to walk in my healing. And I remember the Holy Spirit in my prayer time. The Holy Spirit reminded me, Tia, Tia. You you took Tylenol every day or every other day. You drunk caffeine, you drunk coffee or not coffee. You have a matcha or if not a matcha, you had a cherry Coke like I had so much that I was doing that kind of covered my my uh covered not mine see I stopped myself that covered pain there was a lot that I was doing and so when all of that when I stopped all of that when I stopped the Tylenol and the Advil when I stopped the coffee when I stopped the matcha when I stopped the cherry cokes, and anything else that kind of stimulated my my brain um I what happened my body was like whoa Okay, what, what's what's going on? I'm not used to this. And so I started to feel everything, everything. And it was so interesting because the enemy would try to make me believe it ain't working. It ain't working. You wasn't like this before. You never felt that before. Where did that come from? You must be going backwards. And like God's like, no, what's happening is you're feeling what is going on in your body and you haven't felt it before because you did coffee and you did pain and uh, Tylenol and Advil and all this other stuff that you used to take. So whatever impact the sickness had on your body, the body needs time to recover. Your body needs to learn how to operate in this new state. And so when you feel certain things or if you feel something that you've never felt before, that is not the time to speak against what you've already spoken to. That's not the time. This is the time to remember my body has to recover, especially when you know that you are standing in faith, especially when you know you're standing in faith. So you have to cover your body with your words while you're recovering. What do I mean by that? Do not speak against what you've already prayed against. So cover your mouth if that's what you got to do. If you got to like, I feel this but i'm not going to i'm not going to allow my mind to go there to think that this is not happening. I'm not going to say, "Oh, my pain, don't you do any of that." That's when you need to cover your body, body in the name of Jesus. You heal. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. You stay there. You cannot be moved from there. And that is really important, and we're going to talk more about our response in a little bit. Um, let's go to first Corinthians two and 13. I love, I love, I love this verse. Um, let me make sure that I've said everything I wanted to say about that. Um, oh, and there was something else I wanted to, to remind you of just like, so if you have the flu or if you have a cold, um, sometimes the cough will linger after you've gotten over it. So that that's another example of how your body was fighting, you know, this cold and fighting whatever that you had. And there still may be a few things that are lingering behind, but that does not mean that you are not healed. So keep those things in mind. All right, I'm talking, let me get where I need to go. So what did I say? 1 Corinthians 2 and 13, this is good. Okay, so which which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Oh my gosh love this love those two verses what is this saying and understand when it says but the spiritual man so understand that we are we um the natural man I'm sorry we are spirit but we have a soul our soul is our flesh and we also have a body our body is the is the our soul is the natural our body is the flesh so the natural man in us, us receiveth not the things of the spirit so you cannot discern in the flesh if healing is happening, you cannot, I'm telling you now, you cannot, and you will try your hardest to try to process what's going on by the flesh and you just can't. And sometimes you'll have maybe uh, moments of like, oh, I think I feel better, but you, <laughs> you cannot discern in the flesh what is happening in the spirit. And it says it right here. Um, For the foolishness of him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So anything that's happening in the spirit, we cannot in our natural self discern it, decipher it. And and this I'm going to be honest, this goes against everything that I've been taught growing up in church, because it was all about feelings. It was all about you got to feel it. And if you don't feel it, then you don't know. And then I'm like reading this and I'm starting to study more and I'm like. That ain't true because sometimes God can be right there and moving and you don't feel it. And now it makes sense because I'm like, we walk by faith, not by sight. So I can't go off of what I feel. I can't even go off of what I see. I have to go, I have to believe. That's the work of God is for me to believe. And so if I'm not believing, if I'm not in faith, A, I'm not pleasing God. B, I can't discern anything. And that has literally flipped everything for me. So now I am not gonna sit here and try to discern what God is doing in my flesh. I have to get in the spirit. I have to, God is spirit. So spirit to spirit. So that's another thing that you have to remember. As you pray, you can't go off of what you feel. You could be sitting there having a stomach ache and still believe in God, I am healed. I thank you for my healing and stomach, I command you right now to be healed and that stomach still might hurt. But what do you do? You do not walk by sight, you walk by faith. You stand in faith and you believe it and you hold on to that until you see it manifest. And this is not something that uh, happens overnight. It's something that you really have to practice. You have to remind yourself. You have to constantly, constantly be in the word and look over, you know, Mark 11 over and over and over again. You have to watch how you speak. You have to watch how you pray. You have to watch how you just how you respond. But Jesus in Mark 11, 12 through 25, he's telling us how prayer works. And in the, in, 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 in the King James Version, I actually put this down in my notes. It's not in my Bible, but if you're on the Bible app, notice that it said Monday and Tuesday, I talked about that. Our faith must be sustained from when we pray to when we see. It has to be sustained. You got to stay in faith. And that means if you got to cut off certain conversations and, and change some habits and whatever, If you are desperately ready to take a hold of this healing that Christ has made available, then you will do whatever you gotta do to make sure that you're gonna get your portion, get what's yours. So the manifestation of prayer it happens through faith and it's in believing in God. It is a weapon. Your faith is a weapon, it's a weapon so much so that the devil is after it. That's what he's after. He I mean, okay. so why is he trying to use sickness against you? It's it's because he's after your faith because he knows how valuable and how powerful your faith is. Your actions don't please God. It's your faith that pleases God. And he's mad that he don't please God. He got kicked out. But us, we are in a place where our faith is so powerful that it pleases God Almighty. That is powerful. And that is what the enemy is after. So when you stand in faith and believe in God, it becomes a weapon. It shields you from the enemy. It puts you in a place where it pleases God. It gives off a sweet savor to God. It, it can be used to, uh, to appropriate things that Christ has made available is powerful. Okay, let's go to, we're gonna talk about prayer and faith together. And let me make sure that, uh, here I am not looking at my notes again. I write all this stuff down and then I forget to talk about it. Okay, so uh, Romans 3 and 21, we don't have to go there, but we went there last week. This is about, we talked a lot about, uh, there is, Laws that govern healing. And this is so important. It's so good. And and there are laws of faith. In Romans 3 and 21 is where it talks about that. Is it by works? No, but by uh, the law of faith. So faith, there is a law of faith. How faith works, it works by the laws. And so let's go to Psalms 89 and 34. And as we're going there, um, faith is governed by laws and and it's the same as natural things. There are natural things around us that are governed by law. So if there are natural things, then there are also spiritual things. And I showed you where it said in several uh, scriptures that we looked at, there's the spiritual laws that God puts in place and there's different laws. There's a law of life and death that God has put in place. There's laws and God goes by those laws because he created those laws. And these are not the laws that I'm not talking about the 10 commandment laws or none of that. We're under grace. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the law of faith. And so I want us to go to Psalms 89 and 34, where he says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. So what is this saying? God is controlled by himself, by laws that he created. He created these laws. So we're gonna look at some of these laws. Let's go to James 4. James 4 and 7. All right, James 4 and 7. Here's one of them right here. Y'all heard this, submit yourself, therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay, now, how is this a law? Because it says, submit yourself, therefore to God. So A, we have to submit ourselves to God. And then it says, we have to resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we can't ask God, To move the devil out of the way. When God has put in his word, his word is his will, and he created this law, and the law is given by why Jesus Christ, the authority that we have, he says, We need to resist the devil and he will flee from us. So going to God and asking God, God, please get this devil off my back. Please make this devil leave. God's like, I gave you the authority. You resist the devil and he will flee from you. All right. Let's look at another law. This one's really important. Proverbs. Well, that's important too, but Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. I, I read this one last week. And 20, let's start at 20. All right. And it says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That is a law. Death and life come out of our mouth. It's based off of what we say. That's a law. So what you say matters. And it talks about that also in James. So it is a law that's in place. So I can't say and pray for healing. I can't speak against my healing and then pray and ask for healing out of the same mouth. No, if I say I'm healed, I need to speak like I'm healed. I need to talk like I'm healed. I also need to walk like I'm healed, but I have to speak healing out of my mouth I can't speak against my healing somebody asked you how you doing oh girl let me tell you this is hurting and that's have y'all ever met people like that I remember my grandmother she used to have people like that where she's like no matter what you ask them and it's like she would sit on the phone and be like she's going because it's like oh my hip and then I had the doctor and they told me that I had to get this and and my headache and my this and that it's like but then, you know, and you say, well, I believe that you can be healed. I know, I I know I'm healed. I know i healed. You're not talking like you're healed. You have to speak healing. You can't speak against it and pray and ask for God to do it because you are already speaking against it. He said to us, death and life are in the power of our words, are in the power of our tongue. So that's a law um, let's go to, let's see. Oh yeah. I want to talk about this too. So this is a key, a key law. And we, we just looked at it in Mark 11, whatsoever or whosoever will say to this mountain, that is a law in healing. You have to speak. And let's go to this next note here. You have to speak to your problem, any problem, I mean, if from healing to finances, to relationships, it does not matter. This covers the whole spectrum. You have to speak to your problem because Jesus told us, say to this mountain, if you say to this mountain. So if you're not talking to your problem, then it's a problem (laughs) because your problem will talk to you. All right. And I want to, um, let's see. And I, and I also, I wanted to bring up this topic. I'm glad, I'm glad I circled this here. Understand that with laws, why are they so important? They're in place to, for us. They're in place to protect us. And again, I'm not talking about the 10 Commandment laws and I'm not talking about the Mosaic law. We're under grace, so I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about laws of faith, okay? Laws that govern healing, It's For instance, if I am in a bathtub and someone plugs in a hairdryer and drops it, just because I'm a believer doesn't mean that I'm not going to get electrocuted and die. It's going to happen. That is a law. If there is a open wire and you go up to it and touch it, just because you a believer doesn't mean that that electric uh, ain't going to kill you and shock you. So there are laws that are in place and these laws, we can either abide by them and see the fruit of them, or we don't abide by them and we will die. It is the same thing. And that's why I'm, I wanna drill this in as it pertains to the law of faith. We have faith, but we gotta learn how to work this faith. And faith has, they, faith has laws that we have to know how to work. And the one that we're really emphasizing on tonight is speaking. That is one of the laws of faith. You have to speak. You have to speak, speak, speak. We're going to see. I I, I never tell y'all when I'm going to go over it because I don't know when the Holy Spirit is going to lead me in this direction. But one of these studies, we're going to look at several accounts of people who operated in the law of faith. And what it produced, it produced their healing and it blew me away. I wasn't even like looking for this. I was just reading in the gospels and I started seeing this pattern of like, oh my gosh, this, these are the laws of faith. I've been taught this before, but I had like never really saw it, you know, uh, in my study, but they all spoke. They spoke, they spoke what they wanted. They spoke what they uh, we're going after speaking is a law of faith. Okay. And so in prayer, remember as we pray, and we're going to, I'm just going to start giving you some examples of prayer right here in just a minute. We have to remember that God already knows, and we have to remember that you are already healed. When you remember that it will help give you, um, um, I guess kind of like bumpers, you know, in bowling, like if you're not really good, you get the little bumper so it doesn't go into the gutter. These are like bumpers, remembering God already knows what I need and remembering I am already healed. So what is that going to do? That's going to help direct my prayer. I'm not going to go and spend time a whole hour complaining to God about what I need because he already knows what I need. And then I'm not going to spend another second hour asking for healing because I already know that I'm healed. So if you can remember those two things, it's going to really help guide the way that you pray and it's going to guide your words. Oh, and that is so good because guiding in your words are extremely important. So, how do we pray? How do we pray? Um, I want to allow Pastor Jeff here to talk about, uh, as we go into this, Jesus, where he was talking about speak to the mountain. Um, Babe, if you can share what you, the revelation you got from it, because it was good. I was like, you need to share that. Uh,
1: Yeah. So Jesus is talking about speaking to the mountain. Um, He's he's encouraging his disciples or telling his disciples um, to have faith in God, right? Um, And if you are, if you would speak to the mountain, um, he was mentioning about when you speak to the mountain and mountain representing, you know, things that are coming against you, things that seems to be a mountain in your life. um, Lots of times, and it is not so much of circumstances, but it is the effect more of the effect that the circumstances have, so then on the inside when we're faced with certain things, there's doubt, there's fear there's you know maybe there's loneliness, there's depression there's these internal things that are are attacking our soul, trying to destroy our soul that's 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 causing this this mountain effect in our life this this thing it just seems so big um but two and there was two things that he mentioned and I thought it was pretty um, interesting that that he would mention about um, being removed and then being cast into the sea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's these two things. He's like, if you, you speak when you speak to the mountain, if, if you have faith and not doubt in your heart, you can say to this mountain, be removed, come out of me. Mm -hmm. And then also to be cast into the sea, which means get far away from me. (laughs) I was just like, huh, put that together. So not just, you know, whether we're talking about healing. So whatever is going on in this body, whatever is going on in my soul, um, that should not be. I can command it. I can speak to it and command it to, to come out of me and to go far away from me, almost like how Jesus cast, you know, the, the, um, what was it? Uh, legion. And they were like, oh, please just put us in the pigs and and cast us into the sea. And, you know, kind of like that, that thing can just go into the sea and, and drown and, and get away from me, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and just having that tenacity of saying, look, I don't want it in me. I don't want it around me. And I'm speaking to it, telling it to come out and telling it to go far away from me. Yes. And, and just standing on that and just speaking to it, just getting to a place where, I look, I don't, I don't even want it around me. And, you know, the word talks about that um, certain is not coming nigh your dwelling. Like God doesn't want it around you, you know, um, that um, 10 can fall on one side. I'm paraphrasing here. You can you can look it up, but it, it's in there. Um, um, whether you know death and things can be happening around you, but it doesn't have to be near you. It doesn't have to be in you because this hedge of protection is around you. So it's it's so that that's what I got from I, like I said. I zoned in on those two things being being removed when we're speaking to the mountains. Be removed and be cast into the sea so
0: it's good and that was psalms 91 that you were quoting
1: oh okay good yes
0: yes that was a that was a scripture that i had to pray every single day um that's good oh that's good that's so good um and and to that i love where it says if you go back to mark 11 and 14 look at this okay And Jesus answered and said unto it. Who did he answer and who was he talking to? He was talking to the fig tree. So the fig tree, obviously you don't answer unless the fig tree has said something, right? So that's key. And I know maybe in culture and in the world, it's like, why would you talk to a tree? But there's something to that, and let's just kind of put that in put put that aside. We're gonna look at that in a little bit. So, but to Jeff's point, so how do you pray? You start with praise. You start with praise. We talked about at the very beginning. Prayer is worshiping God. You praise Him. How do you praise Him? This is where this is where we normally, and this is how we normally pray. You know, God, I thank you that I'm healed. God, I thank you that you have provided for me. God, I thank you that by by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. That That's where you do that. God, I thank you that I'm going to see the manifestation of my healing. I thank you. I th- it's It should be filled with thanks, right? Not filled with God, I need you to heal me because now you're pretty much saying that he hasn't already done it. And that kind of goes up against everything that we just studied last week that showed that we are already healed. Um, Saying, God, if it be your will, stop. We don't do that. I I actually really pulled out some good scriptures last week to show it is God's will for us to be healed. So we don't spend that time doing that. Praise him. Praise him thank him for what he's already done thank you for what he is doing thank him that is where you love on god and you just give it all i mean that's that's that part then you receive god Thank you. I have received, I received this healing. I received the manifestation. I received what you've done for me. I received the provision. I received the joy. I received the love. I receive receive it. I received the sound mind. I received with thanksgiving. I received the healing over my children. I received the deliverance. I receive it. That's where you, you receive that thing. Oh, it's going to stir up. It'll stir you up. And then this is what happens. You turn. To who you turn from God to your problem because you already done spend time with God. You have got filled in faith and now you turn to your problem. And what do you do? You talk to your problem. How do you say it? You say problem in the name of Jesus. I command you to get out of my body and you ain't got it. I mean, when you're in faith, that's really all you have to say. It does not take a taunting. It does not, you ain't got to harass it because you have the authority. So you just talk to it. Problem. So whatever your problem is, I mean, you can, we're talking about healing, but there's other things that you can insert there and you command it. So you go from this problem, talk to that problem, and then you talk to the other problem, and then you talk to the other problem, don't leave no problem out. Talk to all your problems, and you tell all them problems that they need to go in the name of Jesus. Don't you dare try to talk to your problems in your name because your name has no power. Your name has no authority, but in the name of Jesus, oh, there's power and authority, and that thing has to go. And that is how you pray. And that um, that's going to be a lot of uh, changing, you know, because sometimes our prayers are very emotional. So we pray out of a place of emotion and we don't really realize what we're saying. So it's going to take you being aware. And then after you do that. Now, this is important. Your response matters. It matters. I didn't put this other one, but uh, the first one I want to say what matters is you cannot Go out of prayer and then be looking to see if your problem left. That's not faith because what you're doing, you're walking by sight. I want to see. No, no, no. Then you, you pretty much are out of faith. You're actually back in the natural and you're, and you're looking. Well, did it go? Did it go? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what I do. I pray and then I, I, I pretty much tell myself, stop thinking about it. If you know it's already done, then go on about your day. Do what you got to do. And do you know the next thing I know is gone? And I remember it wasn't always that way. I would pray and then I would be like, okay, it's, it's, I would still be focusing on it. And it's like, that's not. I, that means that I really didn't believe what I prayed. And so that's how I do it. I mean, you know, anybody, y'all can do it however you want to do it. But I'm just sharing how I do it is I literally have to remind myself, do not think about it. Go about your day. That's you walking in faith. For me, that's me walking in faith. Um, Another thing is your response matters. The devil can and he will knock on your door. He will try to see, he will try to rescind the pain to see if you meant what you said. He will try it. And and I'm going to tell you, it may take, I mean, you can pray and pray that thing away and it may go, it may stay. I don't know. It depends on, And we'll talk about this a little bit later, whatever hindrances might be there, but he will try to rescind it. And if he rescinds it, don't you dare doubt do not doubt. Now, this is a thing. This is a loving thing about God. Healing is already ours. Okay. There's nothing that you can do that can, that can take healing from you. Healing is already done. It's done. It is finished. It was done in Jesus and you, it was given to you by grace. It had nothing to do with your response, your faith, your nothing. Jesus made healing available. Now, your, your faith is how you receive it, but it's already there. So if you do pray and it goes away and then the enemy tries to see, does she really mean what she, what she said? And it starts to try to come back and you doubt. Okay. All right. Check yourself and pray that thing away again. And when it goes the next time and it tries to come back, Know that this is a oh, devil, okay, see mm- uh-uh. I and what and really, what's in that is fear he wants to create fear, fear that it's gonna return, fear that you're not gonna be healed, and fear is an inroad for the devil it i mean it is like fear is like open the doors wide and just let him have all his way because that's what he loves, he loves he is it's like you know, I don't they they used to say like blood in the water, like sharks know when there's blood in the water. Like that's, that the enemy knows when there's fear. And so this is where you really have to discipline yourself and tell yourself, I am loved by God because perfect love casts out all fear. And you have to know that God loves you and God has made healing available to you and you are gonna stand in that. But he's going to try. So I felt like that was so important um, because your response has to line up with your faith. You can't say you have faith and your response is still showing that you have fear and your response is just showing that you have doubt. But if I can let you know that this is what he's going to try to do, then that will at least help you be more aware. Oh, I know what this is. I, I know what this is. This is like if you cook your favorite food and something happens you know, it may bubble over a little bit. You know that it's still going to be good. But somebody who's never cooked it before, they're like, oh my gosh, it's bubbling over. You're like, chill out. It's all right. It's all right. That's it. That's just what it does. It's like macaroni and cheese, how it like bubbling over and stuff. I don't eat that stuff no more. But when I did cook it, it's like, it's okay. So I knew to put a tray under it because the cheese fall because you don't want the cheese falling on the oven. Okay, let me get our food. Anyway, I don't eat that stuff no more. I ain't trying to tempt nobody. But that's how you... You know, you know, devil. I'm not buying into that. I'm not giving you that. So I got to go back up. I want to repeat this. How you pray, praise, you thank God, receive what He's already done, turn to your problem and talk to your problem. Okay. That is key. And it is going to change everything. It's going to change everything. And also remember that your response matters. Okay. Now, How not to pray, how not to pray. I'm going to, um, Jeff and I are going to share a little bit about uh, our story in this, Um, but I put up here, don't talk to God about your problem. So I, I pretty much talked about that a little bit. Do not talk to God about your problem. He already knows it's a waste of time. He has given you the authority. So just thank God for your healing um, just thanking God for your healing is not enough. You have to have authority. You have to believe and you have to speak. That's what Jesus did. He had he took his authority. And what did he do? He spoke to the fig tree. He knew. What did he tell the disciples? Have faith in God. So he believed, right? He says, speak to the mountains. So you have to have your authority. Know your, your, you already have it in Christ. You have to know that you have it. You have to believe that Christ has given it to you. Believe in God, believe in the power of God, believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have to speak. Um, so when when Jeff and I first um, uh, first uh, had this teaching and, and we were learning how to pray. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, Jeffrey, and I I could let you you want to share how you used to pray. I just know for me, I'll tell my side and I'll let you tell your side. For me, I struggled with uh, stop claiming stuff. Like I would say my, right? I would say a lot of my headache, my inflammation. Like, so I had to learn how to stop claiming it. Like it's not mine. That was my biggest thing. And that was, and I was, I remember just praying and like, Lord, what what Holy Spirit revealed to me what I am saying that can be hindering me because we know the death and life is in the power of the tongue, and yes, God loves you and everything, but we read in psalms eighty nine he does not go against his word, so if he says the death and life are in the power of the tongue and if I'm speaking against and I'm claiming it, I'm sitting here claiming a sickness, then no matter how much I love god i'm it's in the tongue right and so the Holy Spirit was really starting to show me like you you think it's cute but it ain't cute you can't claim your you can't claim the sickness you gotta claim your healing stop saying my my, my no so that was my that was the big thing for me Jeffrey um go ahead babe I'll let you
1: share <laughs> um uh my my thing was I would I would thank God for things I would thank God for my healing and then when it came to talking to the problem I was more so talking to God about the problem it's like now father I'm going to speak to this and and this and that but that that was still me talking to God about it instead of directly speaking to the problem and so that's where I was getting um stuck at
0: yeah Yeah. And it was, and I would, (laughs) and I would be like, uh, babe, you're not talking to the problem, you know? And I would feel like, I'm not trying to tell you how to pray, but remember, this is what we learned. And, And yeah. And he, and, and what, what we had to learn in this was our authority, you know, understanding that God has really understanding, like really, it's like you hear it, but when it's time to really walk in that authority Uh, It becomes sometimes we shrink back. Sometimes we we kind of cower and it's like, no, we have to stand in our authority and we have to look that problem in the face and command it to go. And sometimes our prayers, they sound so great. It's like, oh, God, I thank you. I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that you did this. I think. And that's great. We talked about that. Yes, you got to praise, but your prayer is incomplete. If you are really, if you're going to God, I mean, if you're praying just because you just want to give God adoration, then it's not incomplete. It's, but we're talking about healing, right? So this is what we're talking about tonight. So as it pertains to healing, it's an incomplete prayer to just praise God. When Jesus says, speak to your mountain. So you have to speak to that mountain, or if not, you can get done praising God and adoring him and you have all this faith. But you're not executing it. You're not talking to the problem and commanding the problem to go. And when we started doing that, oh my gosh, it was like, you know, I like, I told you, I would like, I would pray and I would kind of go about my business and I would be like, Jeffrey, it's gone, it's gone, you know what I mean? And then like, he would tell me, like, I would be like, so how's your allergies? And he's like, it's gone. I, I'm not dealing with it. And and so now we know, and it, it took us at least two or three months to, I mean, oh my gosh, our words were just all over the place. I didn't really realize how we were not very disciplined in our words. We had gotten so used to church lingo and, you know, just hearing other people pray and kind of doing what they do and not really noticing that okay, if I really need this situation to move, if I really need this mountain to move, this debt to move, this, you know, whatever it is, the healing, I mean, the sickness, whatever it is, if I need it to move, I have to be intentional about talking to it because it's the law. So this hard truth, your prayer can be perfect in words, but not powerful in manifestation. If you want to see something manifest, You have to, you got to speak to it. You got to cast it out so that whatever, because this healing that you have, and I'm going to get to the whiteboard in a minute, but this healing that we already have in Christ, in order for it to manifest, if there's something in the way, if this sickness is in the way, if this mountain is in the way, we have to move it. We have to cast it out. Like the Bible says, we have to resist the devil. It's our job to do it, move it out. Like we talked about, throw it away from us. It has no place in our life whatsoever. Now the healing power that we already have can flow and it can manifest itself in our life. And what the enemy wants us to do is to not know that. He wants us to not, he wants us to be so ignorant of that And so we're sitting here praying and asking God to do something that he says, I've already given you authority to do it. Don't ask me to resist the devil for you because I gave you the authority to do it. Don't ask me to heal you because I've already done it. I've given you the authority to what? To take possession of the healing. He's given it to us. So faith laws, resist whatever it is that's going on and act. Consistent with faith, right? Speak in faith and respond in faith. Everything has to be done in faith. Resist in faith, act in faith, speak in faith, and respond in faith. And like we saw in 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, it's not something that you can discern in the flesh. You have to know in your spirit, I already have it. And so that actually gives you the confidence To resist the pain, resist the sickness, resist the diagnoses. It gives you the confidence to resist it. And it gives you the confidence to act in faith. Girl, why are you walking around? I thought you said you had a cold. I ain't sitting here. No, I'm resisting it. I'm resisting it. I'm not, and I'm now I'm also not only am I resisting it, I'm acting like I don't have it right? And then I'm speaking against it in faith. I am healed and I'm responding. Even if I sneeze after I say I am healed, I'm still healed. I'm not going to respond. Oh Lord, I thought this was leaving. No, that is not responding in faith. These are things that are going to strengthen this. And I, and write this down, keep this, whatever, resist in faith, act in faith, speak in faith, respond in faith. Those are, again, those bumpers that are going to help you stay on this path of walking in faith because we have to, the very first note that I put up here, learn to receive, learning to receive in prayer. And Jesus, in Matthew 11, he's talking this whole thing about the fig tree and have faith in God. If you go verse 25, No, wait, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, Mark 11, 24. This this was our main scripture last time and it still is the main scripture. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, believe that you have received them and you shall have them. So when I pray, And when I am resisting and casting out this mountain, I have to believe that that moment that I am praying that, that I am already receiving my healing. So then me acting in faith and speaking in faith and responding in faith should be the response of that, right? So why ask for prayer? Now, a lot of people say, you know, can you pray for me? And I wanted to address this. It's okay to ask for prayer, but only to have people, their faith, come in agreement with your faith. They cannot give you healing. They they can't. Christ gives healing and you already have it in Christ. So when you ask someone, now this is, I can't tell y'all what to do, but this is just my opinion. I'm not going to ask anybody to come in agreement with me that I know doesn't have faith. I know that they don't believe in healing. I, I'm just not going to do that because that's that's unbelief and and faith trying to mix together. And um, and I think we're going to see it. Yeah, Mark Mark six five and six. Jesus could not do certain things. Why? Because of the unbelief. He was marvelled at their unbelief. So ask people who you know have faith and who are not going to. Uh, claim sickness for you that's the only reason why you ask for prayer to come in agreement because your faith and my faith coming into agreement that is greater faith and that's great i mean to me that is like that's golden and that's really depending on who you ask to pray with you to stand in agreement with you you could see immediate healing you could um, so that's why. But you don't ask people to pray because you think that they have your healing. Um, it that That's just not going to work. And it's very important to keep that in mind. So like I said, Mark six, five and six, you don't have to go there. But this, that's the account where Jesus could not. He can only do few miracles because of their unbelief. So it is according to your faith, your healing. You have it, but it is the manifestation of it is according to your faith, not anything else. It's according to your faith. And so your actions, they are, if they're in faith, then they matter, you know, and what you speak, it matters, but it's all according to your faith. And that's why I wanted to show you that faith has laws. So the things that you do say, they matter because of the law of faith. You can't speak against it and think that your faith is still going to work. And that's why I wanted to show you that. All right. So our time in prayer, uh, praise God that the problem is taken care of, just to remember that. Now, we're going to look at the flip side of this. And before we go here, I wanted to uh, let you guys know that you have to remember that your body has to respond to faith. It has to respond. I remember telling my son this because he was having some neck issue and I told him you know I'm like Joe and he's only he's he's only 11 but we're we're and I I shared this last week my daughter's on the line like we are teaching them this now man because I wish somebody would have told me this a long time ago I really really wish they did but I'm like well I'm going to teach my kids how to pray and how to walk in healing now because I believe that they are going to do what Jesus said we all can do. Lay hands on the sick, cleanse the lepers. That's how we are supposed to walk. Um, but I remember telling him, you know, how to speak. And he, my son is healed from autism. And so he, uh, he's still very, you know, every child is unique and different, but his story is, is just so incredible. I mean, he does not... He does not, uh, he's in a regular tutoring, pro- tutoring program now. He just took a test yesterday and he scored two grade levels up. He's not on any medicine. He was diagnosed with ADHD and autism um, at two or three years old. Last year, I started taking him off of, of uh, the medicine that they gave him. It was kind of making him a zombie. He was losing weight because he wasn't eating. And I'm like, eh. and this was in the middle of of whatever I was walking through with my body and so I'm like we're gonna walk in healing so it took a lot of faith to pull off of medicine for him and for myself but he finished the school year medicine free and it's just incredible and so I have to remind him I'm like and his name is Josiah which means Jehovah heals I'm like, come on. I mean, you just can't get no better than that. And so I remind him that a lot. But of course he says like, but mom, I can't turn my neck. And you know, he's like doing all this all day. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh no. So Jeff and I, we own it. We pounce. Anytime we see anything in this house that don't belong, we like, you getting evicted. So we lay hands on it. We prayed and we spoke to it. And 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 I'm telling him, I'm like, it's according to your faith. Now we have faith, but you got to have just faith the size of a mustard seed. That's what Jesus said. You know, you don't have to have this big, I'm not expecting him to be this powerhouse faith boy. I mean, he could be, I mean, whatever. I'm not speaking against that, but I'm just telling him that the faith, the size of a mustard seed, Joe, that's all you got to do is believe. And so I help him by reminding him, you had brain scarring. They said that you weren't going to walk and you're walking. You had a skin disease and that skin disease is gone. Your skin is beautiful. You know, I have to remind him of things that God has done, that you were on autism medicine and you're not anymore. You've been on an inhaler since you were three years old because of asthma. You have no asthma. Then he told me yesterday, I forgot to tell you this, Jeff. We were at the Kroger and the Kroger, we were at Kroger, and he said, just out of the blue, he's like, um. We were talking about something because he he, uh, was alerted to peanuts like at two years old. And um, he said, I remember I put I put um, something in my mouth and I read at church and it had peanuts in it and I spit it out. And I said, I stopped in the middle of Kroger. I'm like, you did what? It was like, yeah, I put it in my mouth and I spit it out. And I'm like. And no ambulance was called. Wait a minute. Hold on for real and he's like yeah and I'm like oh my god like I want to just like shout I I had no I'm like I know right Jeff like he literally just told me this yesterday and I'm thinking wait you can't even smell peanuts honey and like you yeah how about recently
1: like at church
0: I don't know I mean I asked him I said did this recently happen he said yeah so anyway I get my story again okay. yes does that mean i can start having my peanut butter and jelly okay mom. we'll <laughs> talk about this later anyway <laughs> um so but i i have to remind him of those things so what was my point what was i saying um oh yeah so i i told him to speak to it and and it no that wasn't my point what was i saying authority to uh what oh yes that's what it was and so i told him i said josiah your body has to obey when you speak in faith. And he looked at me like, it has to? I'm like, it has to. Like, it has to. It's a law. Your body has to obey. When you speak in faith, when you believe, when you command it, it your body is just flesh. Your body is just dirt. I'm like, you, you are spirit. Spirit you have more authority over your body. So and he and he like he grabbed a hold of, I could tell like his eyes just kind of lit up and grabbed a hold of it. And so I'm telling us that it's that's something that you have to remember. Your body has to obey when you command it in faith. It just has to. All right. So let's look at the flip side. By the authority given to us, we can determine the timing of the manifestation. We can determine it because if we looked at what Matthew, uh, Mark 6, 5 and 6, where Jesus could not do something, why? Because of their unbelief, then what does that say? That if we have faith, then it can determine manifestation. But what stops that is hindrances, hindrances inside and outside of us. So we know, obviously, unbelief. Then there's demonic inroads and I put sin, excuse me. So demonic inroads, what do I mean? Um, And this is going to be harsh, but listen, this is the Bible class. I'm just going to speak the truth. When we talk about people, that is actually giving the enemy an inroad into our lives. Now, again, he can't touch you, right? But he can make suggestions. So that's outside influence. But then also, if you're operating in his playground, if you're kind of doing things that can expose you to him and his suggestions, then that that's what an inroad is. So, you know, that that's another way. Even um, I don't know, whatever is whatever is in there. Sin, y'all know what sin is. We ain't got to spend no time talking about that. But anyway, that's an inroad that is. That is giving him access. And sometimes we don't realize that we're giving him access, but we are giving him access. And sometimes that can hinder not healing because you have it, but it can hinder the manifestation of it. Because what happens, uh, you know, if you, I don't know, bitterness or whatever things that you are, that you may have in your heart. Let's go back to Matthew I'm sorry, Mark 11, we're staying there. Mark 11:25. 25. Jesus says, And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye did not forgive, neither will the Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. What is Jesus saying here? That forgiveness and just making sure your heart is postured right what does that do that keeps the demonic influence away from you because you're operating in love and then there's the demonic there's so that's that's uh that's inward and then fear a demonic influence fear if you're watching or listening if you're lending your ear to somebody who is constantly for instance like covid okay it's starting, you know, I know people personally that are dealing with it and stuff and it's starting to make its rounds. And And I had to remind myself, don't you dare go down that road and fear. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope, 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 Psalms 91, I am Psalms 91 equipped. Like I have to remind myself, why? Because soon as I start to worry and I start to act, not in faith, but I start to act in fear, that can give demonic influence. Again, the devil cannot touch me. He can't do anything to me unless I give him permission. So fear gives permission to the enemy. You know, sin gives permission to the enemy. And what I mean by sin, we all all walk in sin, but I'm saying like habitually or purposefully, you know, doing things that we know is just not the character, not walking in righteousness, purposely doing that. Those things give influence to the enemy and they can cause hindrances to the manifestation. But because we are in Christ, because we have the grace of God, healing is still available to us and healing can still manifest. It just going to take a little bit longer. And we talked about this at week one, that unbelief is the biggest one. Honestly, it's the biggest one because We have so much uh, weeds, and I talked about this in our garden, which are like unbelief. And sometimes unbelief comes from, you know, bad teaching. Sometimes it can come from something traumatic that you went through as a child. And you may really have a hard time uh, believing and getting over it. And all that stuff is in your soul. And so we have to just be aware that, okay, I'm praying and I'm believing and I'm not seeing the manifestation of it. Don't give up. There may be some things that the Holy Spirit is going to bring up in you that need to be pulled up. There may be some inroads that you're giving the enemy access to that you may not even know. There may be some things that are going on that God wants to show you, but you cannot cannot lose your place in faith. You cannot uh, abort the faith mission. You cannot. Okay. Faith appropriates. What does that mean? Faith regains or takes possession of the healing that's already available. So if there is some unbelief or if there is some, you know, stuff that's going on that, that really only the Holy Spirit can, can show you and and teach you about understand though, that you still have that weapon. You still have faith that can regain or take possession, because in the in the dictionary, uh, procreate means regain, but take possession of the healing. I want to go to my board and I want to show you this. Um, and what I mean by that is, and I finally got my whiteboard, y'all. But so we talked about this. There was two. We talked about the the soul. I mean the spirit. The soul and the body. So this is, this is the spirit. Can y'all see
1: that? Not really. You
0: can't see it? It's too far. Yeah. There we go. Is that better? Can you scoot it over a little bit more? This way? To your right. This way? To your, the other way. The other right. No. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me stop sharing. Spot? Let me stop sharing and then I'm going to make it. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we have spirit, we have the soul, and we have the body. Right? And so this is who we are, this is what we have, and this is what we live in. And so what happens in our spirit, this is where our healing is, and we have to get what's in our spirit through our soul to our body. And what happens when you have faith? Faith grabs a hold of the healing that's in your spirit, pulls it through your soul, and it manifests in your body. Another way that you can look at it is more like a timeline where we have the spirit, and this is where you have your healing, you have forgiveness, you have joy, you have love, and you have it in abundance. You have it in abundance, you already have it. Then you have your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then you have and then you have your body. And this is where the manifestation happens. And so faith is faith what faith does, it grabs this healing and it takes possession and it pulls it through your soul. So what starts to happen in your soul Your mind starts to get healed. Your emotions start to get healed. All of this starts to get healed because faith is grabbing a hold of it. Faith is appropriating it. And then from there, really, if I can be honest, after it happens there, after it happens in your soul, it doesn't take long for it to happen in your body. Right there. That's like, it's it's pretty simple. I should have kind of made soul more, soul and body more down here because... This is really where it takes time. You have to learn how to operate in the spirit. You have to learn how to grab a hold of this healing and and allow it to come through your soul. And how does this happen? How do you get your soul healed? It's by the word of God. Because the word of God, you have your spirit, which the word of God already dwells, and then you have the Bible. And so this is where these two are coming together it's helping your soul get in alignment and I was I actually uh drew a picture earlier this is kind of what most of us look like we have we have our soul we have our spirit and then we kind of have our soul and then we kind of have our body and so what we should look like and what the lord desires for us to look like it looks it should look more like this our spirit and our soul and body should be in alignment but most of the time it's not most of the time you know as as we are uh as we grow It's like we're children and it's kind of more like this. And then as we grow and the enemy starts throwing stuff our way and things just start to happen, our souls kind of get out of alignment and then eventually our bodies get out of alignment. And this is where we experience sickness. And so in order for us to get back in alignment, we have to read the word. We have to have faith. We have to stand on the word. We have to know that we already have it, but it's already... Everything that we need. So if you want to know how to love more, you already have it in your spirit. You already have it. That's the first thing, to know that you have it, to speak that you have it. You have to speak that you have it. We talked about that today. And then you have to act like you have it, right? You have to respond like you have it because you already have it. And once you already have it, then you're going to start seeing that love starting to manifest itself in your soul by what you say and how you talk and how you respond and your emotions. And you'll start to see it there. And then you'll see it manifest in your body. You'll start seeing your body more alive and having more energy. And you'll start to see that manifest. And that is, that is a beautiful picture, but You got to understand that you already have it. And I wanted to spend some time showing you that because that is key. It is key. You know, knowledge of that is very important. So let's get back to our notes here. All right. Let me share this. Okay. You guys can see that? Yes. Can you guys see the notes? Yes, we can see. Yes. It. Okay, thank you. All right, so faith. We just talked about that. How it regains, it takes possession of your healing. A hard truth. You can't just speak it and think it will work. You must believe in your heart. That is so important because um, in the world, it's like you know, just just speak it and it'll eventually come to pass. yes, you got to speak it, but faith, you have to believe it. You have to believe it. And so it really starts with renewing your mind. What Romans 12 and two, you have to, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you read it and you're reading it (laughs) then will change the way that you think about it. And then when you change the way you think about it, then you're going to change what you say. So faith does not release faith does not release or move god faith does release and move healing and that's important i've actually heard people say faith moves god it does not move god god has come and he has done what he did through jesus and he is what did jesus say it is finished So everything we need is already done. So faith does not release or move God. Faith moves and releases the healing that God has already made available on the inside of us. That's what it does. All right. So our citizenship. We are kingdom citizens. The natural cannot be our reality. Now, I could go on a tangent about this as it pertains to things that are going on in this world and all that. But we are we're talking about healing. So I'm just going to keep it about healing. But you have to understand that we are we are spirit. We are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body, but we are spirit. So our citizenship is in the kingdom of God. So the things that I see in the natural, Uh, the pain that may try to come and the diagnoses that may try to come. Those are all things that are in the natural and the natural cannot be our reality if we are kingdom citizens. If you struggle with that, I would suggest you spend a lot of time reading about the kingdom of God and understanding what being a kingdom citizen, a Christ representative, what that means and how to walk in that. Okay, that's extremely important because uh, this world is going to get worse and we're really going to have to know what side we're on. And if as it pertains to healing, there's going to be more pestilences, more diseases. And we have to know what we have in Christ. The spiritual world, everything was created from the spiritual world. It's the mother world. It is the mother world. And I know that may sound confusing if you're not a hundred percent sure what that means, but go back to Genesis where God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was spoken through words. It was through spirit. It says in the, and he hovered, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit created, he was the, the power, the, um, the spirit of God, the creative one who created the thing. So all of this was, Created by spirit, the spiritual world is the mother world, and when we know that, that gives you a sense of peace, it gives you a sense of royalty, it gives you confidence. I don't have to fear, this is not my home, this is not where my citizenship lies. All right, so and and understanding that, so as it pertains to our healing, there are things that you may feel and that you may see, even after you've prayed, you have to remember that this is not my reality, right? I need to think on things above, not on earthly things. There there are, wait a minute, I need to, sorry. Okay. There are things that you can't see that are working in motion. Think about electricity. Think about sound waves, like, you know, your TV. There is something going on, and I'm not the science person, but there are things that are going on to get what's, you know, whoever's recording wherever they are in the world to your television, there is something going on that you don't see but it's still there. So remembering that there are things that are happening in the spirit that you don't see, but you have to know that they are there. All right. And so getting the spiritual to the natural, when you speak, you're drawing out of the spirit into the natural. So I talked about my, my, uh, my water bottle, Right. Um, and I'll go back to the whiteboard to show you this. Let me, let me get out of here real quick. We're almost done, but I'm going to just show you this. So I'm not the perfect drawer. I should have had my daughter come down and do this, but I can, I can at least do a cup with a straw. Y'all know I love my cup and my straw illustration. So you have your cup, right? This is a cup. I guess I could like try to make it like a 3D thing, but I don't look well, no that's not good okay anyway <laughs> so you have you have your cup right and in your cup is healing so let's just act like the water that's your healing and you have a straw that comes out right so your straw is your receiver and i talked about the straw being faith so this is this is your receiver when you speak it's like you're it's your drawing out so this is your healing you're drawing out the healing into your body so when you speak when you speak to it when you are thanking god when you are receiving you are drawing out the healing that's already in you so this is like this is this is your your spirit right and this is like where your soul is well wherever so when you speak you're drawing it out like a straw. So every time you say, in the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. In inflammation, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. You're drawing that healing out. So it's very important to keep speaking the correct things. Because every time you speak, every time you pray, every time you declare, you're drawing that out. You're drawing that out every time. So don't think... Well, is this working? It's working. It's working. You're drawing it out every single time, drawing it out. So if someone tries to tell you, girl, why do you keep praying that prayer? I don't know if it's working. It's working. I'm drawing it out. I'm drawing it out. I'm drawing out the healing. I'm drawing out the healing. So, put, And that's, that's you putting spiritual laws into motion. And that's where you'll see the manifestation. All right, we're almost there. So, the why of all of this. This is extremely important. I need to I need us to look at Galatians 5. This is key. Probably the most important thing that I'm going to say all night. Galatians 5 and 6. Actually, Galatians 5, 5 and 6. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. So we're waiting, right? We're waiting for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Your faith only works in love. Everything faith that you're loving. doing. Everything that you're doing, everything that we talked about, every prayer that you're praying, every scripture that you're reading, everything. It has to come from love. Your faith only works in love. If it's in fear, if you're praying because you're afraid of whatever disease that they try to tell you that you have, if you're praying from a place of fear, then that's not faith. Your words can sound great and you can do all of this you can say, okay, I'm gonna do what Tia said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna praise, and then I'm gonna receive, and then I'm gonna turn, and then I'm gonna, you know, and then I'm gonna talk. But if it's not Galatians 5, but faith which worketh by love, that's circumcision, circumcision don't mean anything. You can do all that, you can say all that. It doesn't mean anything if it is not in love. But love will make you fight for what you believe love will make you take hold of your healing right Matthew 11 12 I'll turn there real quick you guys don't have to but if you want to turn there you can Matthew 11 12 says hold on one more page um And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and violence, and the violent take it by force. If you don't understand God's love for you, if you don't understand what price was paid for you, if you don't understand this love, then there's no way that you're going to have this fervent, this tenacity, this relentlessness to take your healing by force. There's no way you may have it for like a week, but what happens if the manifestation takes a little longer? Cause you got some stuff going on. You got some unbelief. You got some hindrances. You got some, you know, in rows, what's going to happen then? you are going to give up because it wasn't really rooted in love. But when you know that, you know, that you know that Jesus died on the cross for you because he loves you and that God made all this available to you because he loves you and the price that was paid because God loves you then you are going to take it but you're going to take it by force the setbacks and all that stuff ain't gonna matter because you have this love you understand this love and that is why this is the most important thing that I've said all night, because you got to be able to, when, uh, when Jesus spoke, he said, Jesus answered the fig tree. I put in here, your bills will speak to you. Your sickness will speak to you. What do your bills say when they speak to you? I know for me, they say you ain't got enough. And so what do you do? I have to have enough tenacity, enough gut, enough You know, I got to have enough power to speak back like Jesus answered the fig tree. Uh, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I resist you. I command you bills be paid in the name of Jesus. I have more than enough. You have to be able to speak back and talk back and fight for what is yours. And again... That sounds great when you feel good. It sounds great when everything's going good. But what happens when everything's not looking good in the natural, when everything doesn't sound good in the natural? you got to have a foundation that is so much stronger than what you see. And the only foundation that can be is love. That's the only foundation that will never fail you. It's the only foundation that can combat fear because that's the thing that's going to creep in. You can do all this for a whole week and you don't see nothing happening. What's going to happen? You are fearing that it's not going to work. You are fearing that you're not powerful enough. You're not strong enough. In your natural self, you're not. But in in Christ, in love, abiding in his love, then you know. So that's where this tenacity has to come from. That's where you can keep going because you are grounded in love. And so if your love walk is not where it should be, you've got to spend time with that in the midst of, yes, praying all, you know, giving God the praise and, and receiving and turning and speaking in the midst of all that, but also spending time focusing and meditating on God's love for you, So when the sickness does try to speak to you, when the bills try to speak to you, when the doctor tries to speak to you, you gotta be rude to him. Don't be rude because I ain't walking in love. But you can stand on what God's word says. Your body has to respond because of your citizenship. And there is scientific proof that our brains are voice activated. There are scientific proofs. So it's like, I actually uh, heard a study where when you say I'm tired, when you like really claim that I'm tired, you're, it does something to your body and it kind of sends your body, your brain into this reaction and your body into this reaction to relax and it starts to get tired. Um, there are certain things that you can say that can, that makes, and we know this, I mean, the Bible talks about this, right? Let, let's go Proverbs 30, 30 uh, Proverbs 23 and seven. I'm going to turn there real quick. To show you, because it ain't just scientific. This is the word of God. Proverbs 23. And y'all heard this before, I'm sure. And I'm wrapping up here, but I had to show you guys this. 23 and 7. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I know you've heard that. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you think something in your heart, then you think about it and it eventually says it. So, and i want to go, I'm gonna turn to Matthew 12. I, I was very adamant that I needed to show these scriptures to show you this. Matthew 12 and 34 says, um, O generation of vipers, How can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And then lastly, Luke 6 and 4. Luke 6, oh my goodness, pages are sticking. Luke 6 and 4. How he went into the house of God... No, not four. I'm sorry, 45. I was like, that's not right. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Okay, so what am I sp- saying? Thinking and believing turns into speaking and that turns into being. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if that means that what I say can change my thinking and what I think can change my speaking and can change my being, then your speaking is more powerful than medicine. You can speak yourself into healing when you believe. If you think, as a man thinketh in his heart, if I think that I am healed, then I go from thinking, speaking, believing, or speaking, thinking, believe, and being. I mean, thinking, speaking, being. As I think in my heart, I will speak that I am healed. I will be healed. Now, I'm not telling you don't do medicine. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is these scriptures are telling us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you think is what you're gonna speak and what you think is what you're gonna be. And so we as kingdom citizens have this authority and have this power to think and to speak and to be, but it has to come from love. It has to come from believing in God. This ain't no witchcraft and all that other stuff. It has to come from the spirit of God. So what we have, Acts 10 and 38, Matthew 10 and 8, and John 14 and 12, both show all three of these scriptures. You can look them up. Shows that we have the anointing on the inside to heal the sick, to cleanse the leopard, and to raise the dead. We already have it. That's how much power we have on the inside of us. And I love that, especially Acts 10, I was going to try to turn there, but Acts 10 says that what Jesus has and what these scriptures show is Jesus, I'm going to go to it real quick, Acts 10 and 38, because I really want to show you this. I showed you this last week, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. All right, so what am I showing you here? Jesus healed the sick and he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. So then John fourteen twelve it tells us that we can do the same works of Jesus and greater works. So I'm trying to show you what is on the inside of us. We have this power. We have this authority to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, because Jesus told us that we will be able to do the same works that he does and even greater works. And I know the greater works, uh, I think sometimes they say that it's uh, because we have social media, we have like, you know, we, it's more of like outreach, we can do greater works. That's fine, but the fact, that John, uh, the fact that John 14 and 12 says, Jesus says that we can do the same work. So we have the ability to not just be healed, but we have the ability to heal others. So because of that truth, our prayer should be 200%, 90% loving on God, 10% commanding and 100% knowing is already done. We should know that. That should be our system. Because we're not of the world, and of the world is 100%. But in the kingdom of God, it's 200%. 90% of the time when we're in prayer, love on God. That should be the bulk of what you're doing. And the other 10%, command those problems, talk to those problems, and then know what 100%. And if you're not there, work your way up to it, knowing that it's already done. So, how do we sustain while we wait? Colossians 2 and 7 talks about that. Actually, I'm going to turn to it. It talks about abounding therein in faith with thanksgiving. And I actually read this this morning and I was like, oh, I got to share this. Rooted, so this is what it says. Colossians 2 and 7. Rooted and built up in him, in Christ, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein. So what does it talk about? Abounding therein what? Abounding in faith with thanksgiving. So if I keep praising, I keep praising, I keep praising until my faith abounds, I keep giving God thanks, I keep giving God thanks until my faith abounds, and then I speak, don't speak until your faith is active, and that's why I said before, praise first, right, 90% of praise, what is that doing, that's getting your faith built up, that's stirring you up, that's so that you have the faith to then what? Command the problem to go. Now you're activating your faith. You're speaking in faith. And it's you standing in love because you spent all this time loving on God and thanking God and praising God. But do not speak to your problem if you have not been activating your faith. That's how you're going to be sustained is by praising God Thanking God, staying there so that faith will abound. That's how you abound in faith with thanksgiving. And then repeat the prayer to keep this. This keeps us in a posture to see the manifestation, not to redo what's already done. That's important. You're not reprint. You're not commanding the thing because you think your healing hasn't happened. No, you're commanding it to keep you in a place, to keep you in a place to where you remind yourself constantly, I'm already healed, I'm gonna see the manifestation. You have to believe that you receive when you pray. All right, it is 8.18, I'm normally done by 8.30. These are the things that I want, to, want us to remember from tonight's study. God's supply, God's supply of healing is far greater than your need. You have to remember that. That's with anything. His supply of healing is so great. No matter what you're facing, no matter how bad it looks, no matter what it is, his supply is greater than your need. And then it's not your sickness. So remember that the sickness is no threat, it has no power unless you claim it and give it power. So if you, you know, tell somebody that's around you, if you're married or if you got your sister friends or whatever, Tell them, if you hear me claim any type of sickness, I need you to stop me and I need you to correct me because you cannot claim your sickness. You cannot give it power. You cannot claim sickness, excuse me. You cannot claim sickness. You cannot give sickness power, all right? And then um, Luke 10 and 19, God has given the authority to us. He has given us authority to trample over serpents and scorpions, He has given us that authority. So that's important to remember. And then finally, open your mouth. And actually, I can't see what it says because my camera's in the way. Open your mouth, speak back to the thing that's trying to speak to you. It has no power or authority. So open your mouth and speak back to it.